Is your business stuck in one spot struggling to grow? Our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator at winninggym.com slash grow has your back. Sign up now for easy wins, no more struggle, just straight growth. You've got this. Now let's head on back to the show. You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton. All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons, in studio with Randy Angston. What's up? Hey, let's do this. <laughs> we got a good episode for you guys today. This will be a fun one. This is a good one. Uh, real quick, fitnessgrowsummit.com. Go grab your dang ticket now. It's free. Done. 30 no- speakers. Nothing else to do. Do it. All right. So that's our quick spiel. But so today we've got a nice little episode, the uh, 10 tactics to improve email marketing. Ooh, is email marketing dead? No. No. Guys, if you've uh, heard email marketing is dead, you're not doing it right. Because, you're, yeah. You're listening to the wrong people. Well, either. Yeah. If you've heard it, you're listening to the wrong people or they're doing it wrong. But long story short, email marketing still works. Yes. Open rates are lower, but you can make money with email marketing and you can get things done with email marketing better than a lot of other platforms. And when you do it in a system, you only have to do it once. And the one overarching takeaway that when you do email marketing is guess what? You've already paid for those leads. They acquire those leads. You own the traffic. If you listen to a couple episodes ago, we talked about owning traffic. You own your list. You can market to the, this list over and over again without paying any more money. What's, you can't do that anywhere else. I mean, what's you wrong have to with go, that? Exactly. Why, right. It's money on the table. Yeah. And that's so, what it comes down to. So we're going to teach you a little bit, some tactics today about how to do it better. How do you market better? How do you do just better? Consi- well, that's one of the things, better, t- better tactics to improve your email marketing. Okay. So here we go. Number one, uh, first thing on the list is consistency. I put this here because if you're only emailing your list once a month or once a quarter, that's not going to do it. It's, it's not, not going to do it for several reasons. Um, you're not going to build a tribe, a following. They're not going to be expecting your emails. Or if you only do sales emails when you want money to drive leads or to drive revenue, then that's also not doing it right. So staying consistent either on a weekly basis, a couple times a week, three times a week is fine. You don't definitely don't want to overdo sure. email marketing because then it gets becomes white noise. I mean, I'm on how many dang email I, lists? John Farkas, he asked me today what, you know, business emails and marketing emails and things like that, that I'm subscribed to and hundreds. Like, I don't mm. even think I could have narrowed it down for him. I was like, I literally responded with too many and he laughed and he goes, yeah, me too. But yeah. it, a lot of it just comes in as noise when it's just too much. Too frequent. Yeah. Too frequent. Yeah. So consistency, what I mean by this is just having a cadence where you're either sending out emails on the same days at the same times, mm-hmm. or you're staying in front of your audience. It doesn't have to be so rigid, but if you're, you know, once a week, cool, twice a week's fine. Um, if you get to a point where you're every Tuesday at 7 a.m., you have like a general newsletter or some type of email communication that comes out, that's cool, very good. I think to that point too is it, there isn't, guys, there isn't, with marketing especially, there isn't always a right answer. So, I would challenge you guys to ask better questions when you're looking for a specific answer. It's not just what time of day and what day and what should my headline be that's going to get me the greatest result. That's not 
how it works. It's a conversation. Right. It's creating, you know, dialect back and forth. Your email should be written for a response. You should try to communicate with your people and have them engage and interact with you. Yep. Because that's what it, that's ultimately what we're trying to do. It's not just a billboard we're slapping information up. So make, you know, change what you're trying to do, but understand it, the whole encompassing thing. There isn't always going to be just a right answer to this. Get in the weeds, test it for yourself. Your demographic is going to be different than ours. Exactly. Okay, cool. So that's consistency. Number two is relevance. What do I mean by relevance? Relevance, what I mean is that you're speaking or you're at least communicating in the right way. You're telling people that come onto your list. You set, well, one, you segment the list based on how they came into your list. So if they came in on a nutrition based ebook lead magnet, well, your communication is going to be about nutrition mm -hmm. to that group. Exactly. It's relevant to them. If they came in on some type of fat loss style lead magnet or opt-in or something, fat loss is going to be the basic communication, right? So relevant to the folks that are on your list. Okay. So what's another good example of this is here's a great one. You're going to speak to your current clients yeah. differently than your past clients, differently than your never been clients. So just being able to segment the lists into different categories, that goes a long way. Huge. Goes a long way. I mean, you can take it further. I mean, some funnels or campaigns where you address men versus women, maybe it's the goal of what they're trying to achieve in a challenge or, or their fitness journey. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a million different ways, but segmentation and being able to segment your lists allows you the opportunity to speak differently. And if you don't, I mean, imagine the people that come into your gym. Everybody's different and you have to cater to what they're interested in. And that's the importance of it. Perfect. Yep. So that's relevance. Number two, number three, mobile responsive. Think in this day and age, if you're not mobile responsive, you're missing the boat. And that goes with websites, but that definitely goes with emails. I was telling Randy, I was telling you before mm -hmm. this, I was trying to read an email today that wasn't mobile responsive. So I have to like zoom in on the text, but then it's like hard to read. So I just gave up. Yeah. So it's only, that was only really a desktop version of the email. So make sure that you're using a software that is mobile responsive. Most of the good ones are today, but if you're using something, I don't even know what this guy was using, but just double check it, send it to yourself, open it on your, on your phone, make sure you can understand and read it and it flows, right? Mm -hmm. When I mean by responsive, it, it, it resizes the, the formatting of the email. So it flows on a phone versus, yeah. versus a desktop. Cool. Number four. Of the 10 tactics to improve email marketing, number four, reduce or limit the amount of links and images in your emails. Okay. So if you remember back, uh, I guess it was probably constant contact was the first kind of email one I used back 10, sure. 10, 12 years ago or whatever. The emails were always really like newslettery. They were big images, left justified, copy on the right big header, another uh, image justified right, text on the left, centered image, text. Oh, it was just crazy. Yeah. And you still see that. Like some people are still stuck on that old kind of formatting. A of lot email. of the email templates still live like that in the softwares. Yeah. They still look like. But what what's not being told is, yeah, it's a pretty looking email, but what's not being told is the email service providers are, you know, flagging those and putting those right into promotions and you know, it's a pain in the butt to comply with yeah. all the, you know, if you listen to, gosh, I don't even know what episode with, with Evan. Evan Samarian. Yeah, Evan Samarian. If you look that up on our, our list, he gave us, gosh, he's so, he went in depth on email deliverability. So 
Maybe we'll link to that in the show yeah, notes if there's a way to sure. do that. Okay, so limit your images and links. But dry, driving that point home, that is probably one of the most crucial because it doesn't matter if what you say in an email if it doesn't reach the end user. Right. And Evan drove home the point that email is not one-to-one, guys. There's a lot of factors that go into it. Every link you add to an email, every image adds a link to an email. So if your signature has four images or three links in an image, you know, all of that stuff is just raising red flags for email service providers saying this might be spam. This, this is a, something I don't want to reach my client's inbox. Right. Big, that's a big deal. Yep. Yep. You hear the, the thing, hey, email deliverability or no, e- email open rates are like plummeting. They went from 30, 40% down to in the teens and single digits. And it's like, well, well, why is that? There people aren't opening their emails. No, I'd argue that they're not getting, getting them. them. Yeah. I'd argue they're not even getting the emails. So they're not even getting a chance to open them. So therefore, they, your open rates look way worse than they really are. And we're going to get into that here in a second. All right. So that was number four. Number five, your subject lines and preview text. What do we mean by this? Well, if you're really, if we're being, being honest, the click, the open is typically, assuming you get into the inbox, the subject line in the preview text are really your only shot on getting the click, right? Unless you've created a, they see your name and that's the, you know, you've already reached that level. They want to hear from you. But true, the true. email itself is, is that, that hook. Yeah. That's the, in, piece the subject of it, piece line. Of the subject line, I mean. Yeah, it's a yeah piece that's of what they're interest. reading. They're, they're reading that subject line. Do I want to even open this? Mm-hmm. If it's, yeah, gosh, I mean, you get emails all the time from like HR and ADP and like these companies like, oh, a new HR policies to like, dude, I don't want to open that. No. You know? No, that's but not if, sexy and, and but fun. If, but if you merge field their name in there and says, Randy, guess what? Now I need to know what. What? So <laughs> I really like curiosity-driven subject lines. I really love them because it just drives interest. Like it's like curiosity will get the click. So a lot of, you see a lot of like digital marketer and a lot of like decent internet marketing companies do a lot of, uh, don't do this. Don't read this. Like they, they, they poke like the bear. I got to know what I'm not supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. and it, because it creates that intrigue. And now you're, you're opening that email. Yep. Yeah, and preview text, guys, for those of that you don't know, most email service pro- or like like Keep, for instance, or other words, they, they have a little preview text box. And what is that? Well, you know, in a normal inbox, when you see the subject line and there's a little snippet of text below that, well, you can replace what would be defaulted by the, you know, first line of your real email with a piece of, of preview text. And that's just going to help, again, drive the click. So, you know, Hey, Randy, guess what? And then in the preview text, you are not going to believe this, dot, dot, dot. Whoa, yeah. I've got to open that. Absolutely. Right? And then you open the email and it's not in the email at all. <laughs> well, you would hope. You yeah. would hope. You would hope. <laughs> Some congruency. Congruency between the subject line and the body of the email, yeah. right? Guess what? So that's number five, but I really focused on, you know, if we're getting, if we're really going to talk about subject lines, you should split test them, right? Again, Subject the subject line is going to elicit the click. That's what's going to drive it. So you can split test. There's softwares out there that do A/B testing automatically, yeah. where they send. You know, if you have a ten thousand emails to send, they'll send out like three hundred of each subject line. It allows the system to see which one's getting open more, and then they default to B. Like yeah. B is the winner. That's the rest of the emails are going to come out from B. That's a really cool feature that Keep does, by the way. Smart. Hey, yo. All right. Number six, value versus selling. Okay. So value, value is 
really what you should be sending the most of yeah versus selling right so i know we all want to sell um but nobody wants to be sold nobody wants to be sold they want to buy but they want to be sold so Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful, but remember, you are not alone. And if you ever feel weighed down by the pressure and you're searching for a lifeline, we've got just the thing. I would love to invite you to our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator program at winninggym.com slash grow. Listen, it's designed to give you tangible results. It transforms your struggle into sustainable growth, and it is a game changer for so many gym owners out there. Again, that's winninggym.com slash grow. Check it out, and let's turn those day-to-day challenges into triumphs. All right, now let's get back to the show. What we mean here is by delivering great value and content to your list on a consistent basis will help your, one, open rates, two, the ability to ask for the sale in the future. And if you're only sending emails that are asking for the sale, it's going to start dwindling down. You're going to get less clicks, less opens, and it's going to just dry up. And your list is either going to unsubscribe or they're just not going to open your stuff and delete it. Yeah. And really, then at that point, it's time to to move on, right? So drive value by delivering great content, nutrition tips, fitness tips. Give it away. Yeah, give it away. Give Give it away. Give away your best stuff. And it's only going to help you when you decide and it's time to go after a sale, you've already delivered great value. So, yeah, I mean, the value in an email is to me, it's it's no different than traffic. You know, if you're paying for Facebook traffic or something else, the objective of that email list is to take people from cold to warm. You don't ask cold traffic all the time for the sale and expect the majority of those people to buy. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows your who you are, your content, what you provide, the value behind it. You need to warm up that clientele. You need to warm up that list. Yes. Provide value. That's the only way to do it. Like, trust, and respect. If you wrote emails every day or that went out every week with the intent of just providing value and making that client, that end user's life better with the information you provide, you're building that respect factor. You're building that relationship. That's the only way that you deserve the right to ask them for the sale. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bonus one in here is take somebody on a journey. Yeah. Okay. So- when somebody enters your email list for the first time, and there's books specifically, in fact, if you want to go pick up a book on this, The Invisible Sales Machine by Ryan Dice. This speaks to this indoctrination sequence when somebody, you might have five lead magnets all driving leads into your onto your list, um, but when they get onto your list, they kind of need to be indoctrinated into who you are, what you do, and how you can help them. The Invisible Sales Machine speaks to this 100%. You can get it on Amazon or something. But uh, and, and even Russell Brunson talks about this. This mm-hmm. is his, his, not his Seinfeld, but he has another the soap opera sequence. The reason he calls it a soap opera sequence is each email leads into the next one, just like a soap opera ends with a cliffhanger, you know, and then the story continues on the next email. So they're looking for that email. So. Mm-hmm. Once you get somebody through your soap opera sequence or your indoctrination sequence, then you can go into what he calls Seinfeld emails, which are each email is a story within itself. Self-contained, sure. Yeah, so it starts and ends within the email versus this rolling kind of soap opera sequence. That's the difference between the two. But you can see it's a much more than a quick broadcast blast email when, when you get around to it. There's a whole strategy around email marketing. So make sure that you you pick up that book and, and check it out. All right, number seven, CTA, call to action. Tell people what to do next. 
and even in your value-based emails, you can still gently, oh yeah, gently ask for something. So you're talking about nutrition, you're talking about what to eat after your workout, maybe meal timing, protein timing, maybe that's your, your email copy. And you say, by the way, if you want to get started on a fitness program, click here. And that the, that's the gentle way. Or you can put it in the PS. Yeah, or, or drive them to a blog or another area where you have more additional content with the opportunity to buy in a back end or things like that. Right, yeah. So that's your call to action. So make sure, and then when you're doing a sales email, when you're trying to drive the response, make sure there's a clear call to action. Here's step one, step two, step three. Here's what you do next. Click here and then tell them what to do. Drive them down. All right, that's number seven. Number eight, data-driven campaigns. Make sure you check your stats. So there's a lot that goes into to data when it comes to email marketing. Number one, open rates, uh, deliverability. So you can send 5,000 emails, mm -hmm. but only 4,000 got delivered. Why do the 1,000 not? Um, you can dive into that. Um, click rate, click through rate. So if you have a link in your email, you can see what percentage of the people that opened clicked or the percentage of the total sent click. There's, there's data there. Uh, but even more importantly, when you're sending out a sequence or a campaign of emails, you can identify the weak link yes. in the campaign. And how do you identify the weak link? Well, you might look at your stats and you say, okay, email one got a 30% open rate. Email two got 36%. That's better. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> email three got a 15% open rate and then email four got a 25% open rate. Okay, well, let's, let's hone in on email three. What was it? Was it uh, the time of day it was sent? Was it day of the week it was sent? Was it the subject line? What were the things? What's the variable? What's the one thing that doesn't align with the rest first? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then that allows you to go fix that email, especially if it's an evergreen style campaign where you're going to continue to send traffic through that campaign. You can identify where's the breakdown. And yeah. if you up that percentage, guess what? Everything else is, gets better down the road. So I talk about this all the time on the podcast when we identify our, um, our lead nurturers for keep, mm -hmm. right? Okay, you know that this email is the fall off. Well, don't waste your time editing all the other successful ones. Don't You're shooting yourself in the foot. Let's address the bottom first and work your way backwards. That's how you increase and move the needle the greatest. Yeah, increase the conversions. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Hey, are you a gym owner whose business is in full swing, pulling in at least steady 30K or more per month, and now you're ready to ask yourself, what is next? Well, the Iron Circle is ready to show you that path forward. As a part of our exclusive community, you'll be surrounded by like-minded, success-driven gym owners just like you who are taking their businesses to the next level. Visit our website, ironcircle.net, to apply to be a part of the next Iron Circle group and let us turn your successful gym into a thriving fitness legacy. All right, let's get back to the show. Uh, okay, number nine, let's get, get into logic-based campaigns. Guys, if you're using a broadcast-based email and it's email software and it's not logic-based, it's garbage. Boom. Garbage. I'm saying this like there is not a, when it comes to email automation and email campaigns, it has to be something logic-based. Otherwise, you're doing twice the work. You're getting a quarter of the results. It's just, you're beating yourself up yes. to try and accomplish something that could, you could do one time and it'll hold the test of time. Like, so let's peel back the onion a little bit on this one. All right, All right here we so, go. So, let's, so what does is, what is logic-based automation mean? Well, 
there's software out there. Again, we focus on Keep. That's the 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 gold standard, I think. Well, really, let's be honest. It's Infusionsoft, but Keep is the version that we really like for gym owners. Mm-hmm. Uh, within their campaign builder, you can do things like when somebody clicks this button, send them down a different path than the person that didn't, or or split them or triple them. Right. So, for instance, we did uh, an email campaign not too long ago. About a, actually about a year ago, when we were setting up our growth summit, the the live growth summit, and we wanted to know, do you make above four hundred k a year in your gym or below? And based on the response, i.e., the logic that they click the button, we sent them down different paths. Mm-hmm. That goes that holds true when you're trying to nurture a new lead into booking a consultation. If they book the consultation, stop asking them to book a consultation. It's just they're gonna they're gonna be annoyed and maybe not even show up yep. at that point. So, if the call to action is to book an appointment, your email logic based email should understand that that person took the action you want them to do, move them into the next you know sequence of events. Yeah, always based upon the user taking action or their actions. Yeah. I mean, think about in the fitness industry. I mean, think about if a lead came into your business and and you wanted to know more information, again, to direct how that conversation with that prospect is going to go. The first question you ask them is, you know, hey, what's your goal? Are you looking to build mass or lose fat? Right from that in an email, you can literally put that client down an entirely different path where left gets, you know, one series of sequence of emails, the other side gets the other. That's huge power because it always comes back to the conversation and what we're trying to accomplish. Create, like, trust, and respect, build, add value. And relationships. And relationships. And when you can speak to the interests of the user based upon their action, that's that's as clean as a process can get. That makes that sale, a lay down sale at the end because they, all the questions are out. You haven't tried to sell the skinny kid weight loss for six months through email, and then he shows up and you're like, oh, damn, we got to start over. No, you're speaking to what he or she needs, you know, at the time. The skinny kid. Because it's always the skinny kid. Were you the skinny kid? Well, I've always been Uh, the freaking skinny uh, kid, man. It sucks. It does suck. Hey, the grass is always greener. Yeah. All right. (laughs) All right. So in the last one, the, the one that gets overlooked the most is you absolutely should scrub and clean and polish your list. What do I mean by that? For a decade plus, it was always about the size of your email list. I have 25,000 contacts on my email list. Well, here's the problem with that. If they're not opening your emails and you're sending them repeatedly to the same audience over and over, you're, you're continuously giving yourself negative scores with the email service providers. So we suggest that you scrub your list every 60 to 90 days. Take out the people that aren't opening your emails and just stop emailing them. Yeah. It's much better to email the people that want to hear from you than everybody on your list. If they're not going to open your emails, what's the point of sending them an email? So just because they're on your list and you've made you feel good to send 10,000 emails, but only 38 people opened it, let's cut out the garbage and let's just send to the people who want to hear from you. So... The, you know, this was this something that happened to me mm-hmm. years ago. I was like, man, our email, I, you know, it was always about email from for 10 years. And so we we got a list just in the local market, you know, over 15,000, 17,000 contacts. But when we were sending, our email open rate went from like 30 to 20 to 10 to 9 to 8 to 5. Like it got really low. Sure. And, I, and that's when I found Evan. Yeah, and I yeah. said, Evan, 
I understand you're the guy for email deliverability. First thing we did, we scrubbed it and we knocked out over half the list. I'm like, these people are old. They don't want to hear from me anymore. And they're obviously not opening. Cool. Well, now I know. Email open rates shot up, you know, over time and they continue to grow. Just recently, we got hit with a spam bot on our website. It was constantly like hitting our forms. And so we were emailing these bad email addresses and it plummeted again. Get it again so yeah. now we had to clean it out again. So, so now we're in the rebuilding process, but it's a constant battle. And and so for those that you aren't scrubbing your list, there's there's tools out there. I was just gonna say there's Clean Thirteen with a K. That's a, that's a great one. You can export your list, and they can take out the people that are um you know spam traps or bad email or invalid email addresses. You can clean those people off your list, and then the open rates. The open rates are gonna or the 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 last activity. Yeah, the activity. Yeah, that's gonna come from your from your email your email service provider. So your um like your keep or, or whatever, whatever you're using. So that's going to get the data to be able to figure out who's not opening your emails and take them off your list too. We're so big on automation guys. We don't do this. Our software does this. I mean, we yeah. built a system within Evan helped us with that, right? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. We, we, every, I mean, it's, it's live. It's, it's daily. Uh, it's what's it called? Real time. Right. Yep. So we don't email with our continued you know, newsletters and, and offers and, and email content, those people that are unengaged over 30, 60, past 90 days. Yep. And if we change the way that we communicate to those individuals, we say something different. Email or uh, Evan, you know, told us it's not a bad thing when somebody unsubscribes. If they're not interested in your email and they unsubscribe, it's better than if you're hitting them all the time and they're not opening it or they're dragging it to their spam bot or they're just deleting them offhand. Because again, it goes back to the deliverability. Yeah. The hard part about the deliverability is, I mean, there's these scores that you're being valued that mm. you have no clue it's taking place. So if you're not doing what it takes in order to, you know, give yourself the best opportunity for that inbox, there's a good chance that you've got some red flags around your your email provider or your email outbox and your emails aren't going where you think they're going. Yeah, exactly. So that's just, it, in the back of your mind, you just, the email deliverability has to be a thought when it comes to all of these tactics, all of yeah. these strategies. And you mentioned it with, with Evan, like it used to be, I used to be offended when somebody unsubscribed. Yeah. I was like, what? Oh, yeah. what, who's this? Now, every time I send a broadcast, I'm like, I'm hypercritical. I'm like, oh, how many of these got delivered? What got bounced? Why are they getting bounced? What are these email? Like, I want to know this data, you know? Sure. Cause we're, it's our, and these are the people we're trying to communicate with. Like, is this the people that I know are, mm -hmm. are you know, want to be receiving our emails? Or is this spam bots? Are these bulk emails? Are they fake addresses? You know, people opt in for all sorts or of things. Or shared with, mailboxes yeah. like info at or admin at or a customer service at. So there you have it, guys. 10 tactics to improve email marketing. We wanted to bring some value to you today. If you need help with your email campaigns, jump on a call. pfmarketingsolutions.com slash call. Get on a call with Randy. See what's going on and see how we can help you. Mm -hmm. Guys, until next time, keep changing lives. We'll see you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Built to Grow podcast. And if you're not subscribed already, be sure to do that right now by clicking the subscribe button on Apple iTunes. And if you enjoy this episode, we'd love it if you do us a quick favor, rate and review the podcast. See, this lets the platform know that we're doing something right and people like the content. It would be a huge help and we'd be extremely grateful. And if you're interested in growing your fitness business as well, go ahead and head on over to timlyonsbook.com and pick up a free copy of my book, Built to Grow. 
Until next time, keep building something great.